Namaste. So, this is a interesting poem. It's uh, the dual being. We think of ourselves as me. <laughs> and what is this me? If you ask the question, it will be very difficult to define. Because this me is all the time changing. Morning it's I am angry. No, morning it may be better. I am happy. In the afternoon, oh, I am feeling very sullen. In the evening, I am depressed. I am hungry. If you see, there is constantly ever shifting I. So, this chaotic mass, slowly over a period of time, nature individualizes and creates the sense of this is me. That is the ego individuality. Where you define yourself. And that is the construction nature does over millenniums. A human being has to go through many lives to become an I. That's why I individuality is so precious. That any effort to finish it, stifle it, is absolutely asuric and counterproductive. Shobindu speaks of it, I think the other day we had read. That it is... People think that if you give individuality and freedom, it's dangerous. He said far less dangerous than if it is crushed or stifled. An individual, what will he do? Maximum damage. An individual, he will live with his own, what you may call as eccentric, crazy ideas. But if the state completely crushes your will and faith, which is the bedrock of evolution, all evolution proceeds on that basis. Otherwise, there would be no yoga. Everybody will evolve suddenly. So it is very, very dangerous. The state control of an individual will and faith. This is what communism tries to do. And unfortunately, this is what sometimes in our over-enthusiasm, over-eagerness, we try to do with all misspelt goodwill, if at all. So this is one individual within us whom after a long time we say, this is me. And that's <laughs> what is called as personality we are identified with it but there is another eye behind this eye of which we are normally not aware so Shivindra is reminding us of this the dual being we have this um, idea or rather experience of the two birds in Mundakupanishad Dwasuparna so there is the common tree the tree of life tree of creation manifested universe in which there are two birds. One bird is sitting below, eating the fruit and taking it sweet, bitter, whatever its taste is. Says, oh, this is very nice, tasty. Or, or after some, oh, this is bitter. And there is another one which is sitting above, which is just watching. So this bird which is eating the fruit is having the taste of sweet, bitter stuff. Then, suddenly it turns its eyes above and sees this other word, bird which is watching and it feels joy and a sense of freedom. So this is the experience in yoga. One of the first fundamental experiences that come is of this dual being. There are two beings in my single self. They are parts of one <laughs> large totality. Shurabindo is not taking that attitude that this is not me. He is saying it is also me, but this is a totality in which there are two beings. 
a godhead watches nature from behind at play in front with a brilliant surface elf a time born creature with a human mind so one being is the godhead who is the witness the watch watching the dwasuparna the one who is sitting above and watching this play and what is happening in front nature and this little elf are playing like uh, what is that mickey mouse uh, tom and jerry story that is going on and this fellow is watching and saying oh this sometimes it's amusing sometimes it's stupid sometimes it's foolish sometimes it's good so this is watching one is watching this play so one of the first things required in yoga is to learn to step back and separate and observe the field and what's going on we learn a lot from that this called becoming a student of oneself but it needs time it needs that we sit <laughs> spend some time in reflecting one of the places the mother says that every night we should look at the day and see how was it what were the motives uh, what made us do what we did what made us feel the way we did so what we present in front of the world is a different story altogether but we should take a look at ourselves sometimes there is a need for a very hard look a godhead watches nature from behind at play in front with a brilliant surface self we have this idea i am very brilliant what is this fellow i am a highly educated qualified person i am this i am that but what is it a time born creature with a human mind imagine gods watching our play oh cha he is so good ha huh? he thinks he is so good all is the inpouring of that light that sweetness that might tranquil and boundless like a sea or sky this inner uh, self the true self within us what are the signs by which you can recognize when you touch that core you will be tranquil you will be vast and that is like a feeling of being oceanic feeling of being vast as the universe as the ocean as as the sky the godhead knows himself eternity's son and you know yourself always that i am a portion of the eternal i am the child of the eternal mama vansh what shri krishna says so when you know it all fear passes away one of the first things that happens when one has god realization and it's a sign one can almost say that you can know a person as realize the divine by the fact that there is no fear especially the fear of death completely goes away why because you know you are eternity's son so this true self is tranquil and boundless like a sea or sky the godhead knows itself eternity's son radiant his mind and vast his heart as free his will is a scepter of dominion so how to recognize these two selves this one is vast as the sky or the sea it is tranquil its mind is luminous 
its heart is free free from all attachment all grief all freed from that that's its nature effortlessly and the mind is radiant luminous vast not confused how do we find out this what is this what is that whatever one wants that light descends and reveals and the will is a scepter of dominion what a language so scepter is like a you know dand people use no that the royalties the regal people they have this as a sign he is the king who is coming so it is a scepter of dominion it knows that it decides and what it decides that will be so it can even decide no i don't want to die and death will wait that is how uh, the interesting stories we have spoken about queen elizabeth story where she says but death can wait there are such examples when we realize the psychic being we can actually in a way it is ikshamrityu you can always say that no i don't want to die now and there are ways and means you can of course you'll never say the way we understand oh oh very good no nice to have ikshamrityu so you know you can decide when to die it is not like that it's not done under individual caprice ki my son is going to come from london so i have got ikshamrityu vardhan let me wait for him to arrive the person who has realized this state will tell his son in advance when i leave don't have to do the drama of coming and agni and all these stuff the day i leave i go to her don't worry who has come who has not come who will give agni mukh agni and this agni and sir agni all these rules don't apply because you are free when you go you just say tata bye bye that's it even that you may not because you are looking at her why would you bother as if you are waiting for you know see that is the surface self my son has he come or not come poor fellow no no set them free tell them please let them at least have a good time otherwise is to you know now think oh my god papa has gone now i have to go so this is the state of inner freedom where you are completely a different being altogether you are like a master a lord ish you know i have some people's death you can see it even in the dead body what we call as a dead body one experience i remember is seeing pranab das um, body when he had left the body i don't know did you have that opportunity no acha you were there so uh, when i heard about it being the doctor as one of the first persons to know the news had not yet gone and i had um, the impression that uh, <clears throat> suddenly that there was one last pillar which was supporting the ashram's outer structure that has been taken away this was my experience then something new will emerge but that process had started but i walked inside you know where his body was lying in state can't imagine before that when you see him when he was not well or going through whatever yes you know you have regard for him all that is fine and you experience something beautiful but that moment it was not a body body of course had a pinkish creamish glow but it was a mighty being behind like a raja it was such a power 
tremendous power first time one could understand first time i saw what power was within him which the divine mother had brought down such a power that you know it was like uh, enough to dissolve all kinds of forces that kind of power directly i am saying that when i went inside such a tremendous power mighty power and it was like you you hear about many armed goddesses so he was a mighty god radiant and effulgent with all his might and the body was just a small little thing which was there only to support that presence and it was so strong that one could get a, a heaviness if one you know st- uh, were to stay long this was the experience the people who had experience about nalida when he departed that constantly that there is a blue glow here which is moving all around now it's not about that watching this or not it's not about those miracles but there is an inner being which you can't know from the outer surface personality outer surface personality is different it is a temporary thing created for the play <clears throat> it is like a role one has assumed so when you are playing a role you limit yourself to that role it's like a mighty warrior he plays the role with his child he is teaching the child a trick or two he is not going to fight with all his prowess sometimes he will fall down sometimes the child will fall down but if there is an actual battle then you will see the full splendor and full glow so the same thing that there is this inner being inner self in us which is true which is vast which is tranquil which is boundless luminous radiant heart freed from all grief it is always in a state of peace and joy and there is this outer self which we unfortunately regard as me but that is only a temporary construct in a life unfortunately that is the only thing people notice after you depart all kinds of things will come out based for that outer little thing which has no meaning at all so uh, how do you recognize the outer one this achievement that achievement this the person did that the person did nothing all that is gone that's broken by nature but that inner being inner self that is the one which continues on the journey not the inner being the inner self inner being is uh, a meeting point between the inner self and this outer personality this smaller self by nature's passions driven look at the paradox here is the lord inner self is the lord its will is a scepter it is that which decides real decision that's why you know people suddenly for instance people come to the ashram they leave behind everything suddenly if you ask is it a logical decision even their own surface mind will say i don't know <laughs> but there is this inner self which has taken the plunge so that is the inner self but outer personality this smaller self by nature's passions driven thoughtful and erring learns his human task it makes mistakes it tries to think you see that's what two classic examples dilip kumar roy shubindu tells him that you are a you know my i have cherished you as son and friend can you imagine he could never understand why is he saying all this to me but outwardly those who saw dilip kumar roy they could never understand okay he is a great singer and 
author and poet but what is so about him such about him he had doubts even about the mothers coming he had his own issues but shurbindo always saw in him that bhakta because his that was his inner self was and continues to be so this uh, difference niruddha asked shurbindo why have you given this special grace to me what did shurbindo says find it out find it out <laughs> discover it yourself and he says i could not discover it so this is the inner self and this is the outer limited personality so the smaller self by nature's passions driven thoughtful and erring learns his human task all must be known and to that greatness given his mind and life the mirror and the mask so what is its job job description of this smaller self he must learn all these little things aspects of this creation in its many foldedness and pass it on to this inner self through which it goes to the lord this is what it is there for it is not me but yet it must enter into all kinds of fields always so this is the image of the krishna and arjuna so there is the outer personality which is driven by passions ignorance error and there is the inner self which is the divine krishna seated within there are several images people use that's not important the point is just to know that there are two beings within us and together they form one so i can be either on this identified with this then i'll weep and laugh and feel the sting of life or i can be identified with this when i can be the lord isha but then what about this now in traditional yoga it is said when you identified with this its purpose is over you will continue to do action under the impulsion of past and the time comes when this outer personality is deconstructed and broken and cast aside but in this yoga it is used as an instrument for the this inner self because that's the one which is holding all the different elements of nature together he is the manager so it is not like okay i have nothing to do with manager i have realized i am the malik what kind of a malik who doesn't take care of his domain so this outer personality the outer self is the manager not the owner of the house so all must be known and to that greatness given his mind and life the mirror and the mask how beautifully it should become a polished true mirror our mind and life should reflect the divine but it doesn't it's a distorted mirror and very often it's a mask it veils the divine so when we look at ourselves and look at people we see the mask and not the reality that is behind as with the figure of a symbol dance the screened omniscient plays at ignorance so beautiful it is symbol dance so in dance nowadays it comes i think on reality shows where one is the master and the other is the student isn't it nowadays this program comes so the game is such that the master has to train the student and bring the student to the level of perfection at which the master is so these are the two beings <laughs> one is the master and the other is the student so 
this has to screen himself and play at ignorance the master can't tell the student dance the way he dance i dance just look at me and start the process he cannot do that he has to start with the basic step by step which includes exercises food everything training then a time will come and what is the time when this master who knows all the steps of the dance will bring the student to a level of perfection and the best masters are such ideally masters should be such that at the end of the whole training period the world should say is see the student or so much there should be an identification that there should be no difference the master will know the difference and those who are real parkies will know the difference but there should be so much of oneness between them that people just wonder really i mean if you don't see the age and the bodily frame that who is the master because the master and the pupil grow one and but for that the master has to come down plays at ignorance screens himself he doesn't first they say okay come let's do salsa and uh, sorry bharatnatyam okay <laughs> both are beautiful in their own ways but that's not how it at the end you see that perfection so there is this outer being which is prone to error stumbling everything but it is under the tutorship of the inner self and through lives it is slowly building up this part which is identified with nature until it becomes one with its lord now there is this image is also described in shubhendu's yoga as the psychic being and the central being where the psychic being is that part of the soul which is jivatma which is identified with mind and body and life so it has forgotten itself and the central being which is always free which knows itself as the lord's child so when we discover then we know okay okay this is the purpose so what is the difference the difference is imagine that you are made to suddenly dance morning and evening but you don't know who is making me dance and why i am being made to dance so you end up cursing fate you end up cursing are kya hai you are driven by all kinds of passions desires make a mess of life and is kya zindagi mein why is this happening but when you discover the inner self the true self then is okay okay training ha huh? yes this is not trained go train yourself so you train and then you have to say oops i did it again <laughs> so again <laughs> this is the process in which through lives it is trained and it grows until it looks up and sees its lord and becomes free so the two birds will read this and pause with this the dual being there are two beings in my single self a godhead watches nature from behind at play in front with a brilliant surface elf shubhendra has used the word elf it's not a very uh, you know uh, good word that way or elf means little pygmy that kind of a being creature at play in front with a brilliant surface self nature is playing with that it a time born creature with a human mind tranquil and boundless like a sea or sky the godhead knows himself eternity's son that is the central being the jivatma deep within knows itself that i am the divine's child 
radiant his mind and vast his heart as free as the lord is as the supreme is his will is a scepter of dominion the smaller self by nature's passions driven thoughtful and erring learns his human task all must be known and to that greatness given his mind and life the mirror and the mask so this part which is free radiant above knows the script and it slowly trains this part which is struggling and identified through lives to tune its steps to the eternal and the infinite as with the figure of a symbol dance the screened omniscient plays at ignorance namaste so this question is based on the poem we have read the dual being that what is the difference between psychic being and the central being ordinarily we only hear about jivatma so there is the jivatma and in traditional yoga it is described as when it is turned towards this world and nature then it forgets the lord and when it turns away from nature towards the lord then it knows itself that i am child of the eternal but uh, in shurbindo's um, yoga as he explains to us as is revealed as a fact of experience that when the, the central being is that portion which is always free above time and space it always knows itself as the child of the eternal it has not entered the play it contains the original script but it brings out of itself a portion which enters into the play and identifies with it so the image can be of the sun and the rays so we can take only for this purpose the image of the sun as the central being which is above time and space and the psychic being as the ray which has entered into the play mixes with the mud and becomes muddy ray it identifies with aspects of nature portions of nature and completely forgets itself because it has entered into time and space now this is necessary even for the formation of a sense of ego individuality otherwise it's like a mass so in animals there is no psychic being as such so animals don't have a consciousness of individuality it is only as the psychic being develops that even the ego individuality it's like it's light little falls and it illumines a portion which then one thinks this is me it's like when the um, let's say the moon beam illumines a path in the uh, dark ocean and you think this ocean is me or this portion is mine there is a lot of darkness all around so same way because of the psychic presence there is the crystallization of aspects of nature and it constructs the sense of ego that this is me but this construct behind it is the psychic presence which supports it otherwise there will be no construct at all the sign of growing individuality is also the sign that the psychic being inside is growing and a time comes when <laughs> this ego individuality begins to feel stifled because it senses that there is a greater presence behind so that's the time when within this ego individuality with which the psychic being is identified begins to aspire for god for light for freedom meaning of life purpose of creation that's when it is ready to discover itself and when it discovers itself then it turns behind so you see the steps are similar but there is a slight difference so then it turns behind and sees that oh 
I am that always portion of the eternal. What does it do then? Now in a traditional yoga, because this dual distinction is not there, when the Jivatma turns, it knows it is the Lord, why should it play here? But here it is that there is a reason why the central being had sent this little ray to become the psychic being and that purpose is to divinize matter, to change it into life divine. That is the aspiration it carries. But for that it must first forget itself. Otherwise it always, uh, you see, if you want to change people in a tribe, you have to start living like them, becoming like them. You have to for a while veil the entire knowledge, who are you, from where you are coming. Then you become one, they have confidence in you. So over a period of time, this psychic presence has completely identified itself. And then after some time, because it is ultimately a portion of the divine. So its contact begins to change things till a time comes when everything is ready. And you feel, no, 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 there is something greater and we turn towards experiencing this inner truth. So, the Jivatma has two portions. One is which is above time and space. It always knows itself as the Lord, as the child of the Lord, portion of the Lord. Another portion, same, eternal, immortal, portion of the eternal and immortal, enters into the play and plays at dying and birth. It cannot be destroyed because that is also eternal, immortal. So it cannot be destroyed, but it enters and looks like destroyed, as if it has perished with the bodily frame. But it will come back again. So it goes back, comes back. But the central being doesn't go and come back. It watches from above the entire journey which is going on. The central being has all the original script it is the burning witness in the sanctuary. That is how Shivindu describes. All the life stories, threats are there with it. The psychic forgets. That's how it starts leading this life is ultimately mine. But it can recover all this knowledge. The day it looks behind, becomes one with the central being, that portion which is always free, it recovered the entire story. Achha, achha. So many times I have died or pass through the portals of death, then it has no fear. Then it plays the game only for the joy of the play, plays the role, plays it very well, knows that it is part of the play to play the role very well. That's all that is given to it. Okay, is that clear? Namaste.